0: September 27th, 2020, and you are listening to Mojo Weekly. I am John.
1: Just when you think you know the answers, I change the questions. It's me. It's your boy, Josh.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get to the news. The biggest news of the week, I think, was uh, Microsoft buying Zenimax and then by extension Bethesda, right? Um, so yeah. My, Microsoft revealed they have officially acquired Bethesda and its parent company, Zenimax Media. Uh, Bethesda, of course, behind uh, popular franchises such as Elder Scrolls, Doom, Fallout, Wolfenstein, etc. Uh, in a uh, press statement, Microsoft purchased Zenimax for $7.5 billion. Billion. That's crazy. Yeah, Uh, so Microsoft also says that this move was made with the primary goal in mind for cloud based services like Game Pass, uh, which has just uh, celebrated a milestone of over 15 million users um so microsoft you know this is just their latest acquisition they've they've done a bunch of other shit you know in order to beef up their portfolio because i think a, a big complaint that people had uh during the xbox one console cycle was not enough exclusives well they got their fucking exclusives now i'd say yeah uh, yeah the uh, the transaction is still in progress uh with closing conditions ongoing according to microsoft the acquisition should be finalized in the second half of fiscal year 2021 um, so according to Bloomberg, uh, Bethesda, uh, has, uh, been working closely with Sony pre-acquisition with games like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, and, uh, both games, uh, will still be, uh, console exclusives, uh, timed exclusives for the PlayStation. But after that, Phil Spencer, uh, you know, the head of, uh, Xbox, uh, told Bloomberg, uh, that uh other games will be handled on a case-by-case basis so uh no word on if like elder scrolls uh, you know like skyrim which was on everything uh will be now a microsoft uh, xbox and pc exclusive so we'll see
1: that's good that you had mentioned what the exclusivity Clause was in that agreement because I was curious about that. I had not read that Microsoft had actually gained any exclusivity to their games or sequels or anything like that because, you know, it wasn't too long ago that Microsoft purchased Minecraft and Minecraft still on everything. It did not just become an Xbox exclusive. Which maybe if Microsoft was really being petty about it, they probably should have done that. Mm -hmm. But I mean. Microsoft is, or I mean, Minecraft itself, the most popular download for it is still PC. And then I guess second is like the Nintendo Switch or something like that. So yeah, kind of like yeah. people are playing it on, on Xboxes as much as they used to. So
0: yeah, we, you know, we know that microsoft tends to play slightly well when it comes to uh publishing you know relatively speaking of course um you know they've put ori on switch and cuphead on switch and um they've uh like you said they bought minecraft but didn't lock it down to um microsoft uh you know consoles and pc and whatnot um and that would that would have been stupid because microsoft near minecraft is you know everywhere um but uh i'm guessing uh, a lot of these franchises will now be xbox exclusives um, or at least xbox and pc but we'll see i don't know man i'm I, I i don't i don't really know how i feel about this i'm not a person who plays a lot of bethesda games to begin with um but uh, uh it's just i i wish microsoft had kind of like you know their own studios you know like like their own software first party that they didn't have to go out and acquire other studios where they could just do it in-house but because they don't have that history they don't have that um background um that's that's more of a challenge
1: yeah and that is true but sure but that is kind of uh, outside of nintendo i mean we're, Mm -hmm. we're not in nintendo and sega eras anymore where yeah Had the uh their own games going forward it's it's kind of the way the new generations are sony does the exact same thing i mean they they have a sony studio but but really it's it's everyone else that makes their games naughty dog and and everyone else makes their big console exclusives but it's not sony themselves
0: yeah totally so uh it'll be interesting to see how this goes i i i'm i'm not sure i'm prepared for a world where doom is only on one console you know um and and again, we'll see how we'll see how the Elder Scrolls uh, franchise goes. Um, but I'm, I I just think it would be very strange if that's the way uh, the future of that franchise is.
1: Honestly, the writing has been on the wall for almost twenty years because Morrowind was a console exclusive to the original Xbox. It wasn't on GameCube and it wasn't on the PS2. So really, yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing's changing, John. Next story. Come on.
0: Next. Next story. Uh, This is just (laughs) small potatoes. All right. So uh, the Game Awards 2020 ceremony is doing things a little differently this year in light of COVID. Um, It is still happening, but it's going to be taking place in three different places this year instead. So London, LA, and Tokyo will be airing a special Game Awards showcase in 4K UHD quality. Uh, the show will be filmed in studio at all three locations, uh, though there will be no audience, uh, due to obviously safety concerns. Um, the multi-city approach will be streaming across more than 45 global platforms for the audience to enjoy. In addition to live co-streamers to help things, uh, help keep things, uh, interesting, supposedly. Mm Um, New locations, new setup, and a new award. Uh, this year's Game Awards will also showcase um, the Innovation in Accessibility Award that aims to recognize developers that push for more features in the name of accessibility. So
1: interesting. I have a feeling that Microsoft's going to win that.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say. I, I you know okay. I I know their controller uh, came out like a year or so ago, but you know Microsoft's a big innovator in that space. So they definitely I, are.
1: They, they, they did a lot of effort into that and making it accessible for people that have uh, vision imp- impairments and, and hearing impairments and all sorts of things like that. I, I don't know a whole lot about what Sony's done. In Nintendo um, accessibility, they do have a console that's literally being uh, it's able to be played in multiple ways anywhere you want. So maybe that's a bit of a contender, but I think Microsoft's got that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Josh, a little show called uh, Tokyo Game Show is currently happening. Um, and so I thought I thought we'd talk about a couple uh, things coming out of TGS this week uh, that I, I just picked out these uh, these announcements, uh, knowing that you uh, would uh, appreciate them. And I just realized I forgot to paste one in here, but uh, I'll just uh, talk about it quickly. Uh, did you see that news about Fantasy um, uh, Star Online 2?
1: What news about it? <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so that's that's a no. Um, so Fantasy Star Online Two, uh, there's there's like an... and I'm sorry I didn't fucking uh, put this down um, in in our notes, but uh, uh, essentially they're releasing. It no, it's it's like basically it's called PSO Two, but it's got a subtitle behind it, and but it looks like a brand new game. It essentially looks like Fantasy Star Online Three. Um, And I I spotted it in my uh, Twitter feed this morning and I forgot to fucking uh, send it to my notes. And so here we are and I'm talking about it like a dumbass. Um,
1: (laughs) I think I recall recall something about some news about a huge update that was coming forward or another uh, side quest or like almost like DLC that was basically revamping the game. But I hadn't uh, done any more research into it other than that. So All right.
0: Flying by the seat of my pants here. I just found this article. It's called mm-hmm. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Um, and uh, yeah. And uh, hold on now. Come on. Um, so it says uh, Sega showed off some of the first glimpses of their upcoming. And this comes to us from MMORPG.com. Uh, so Sega showed off some of the first glimpses of their upcoming revamp of PSO 2 New Genesis. Uh, It revealed that there will be three classes at launch, Hunter, Ranger, and Force. Uh, The video showcases combat of all three, giving you a good idea of what you can expect uh, when it hits. Mm -hmm. Um, They say the game world looks beautiful. Uh, Logging into PSO to New Genesis, you'll be put in the lobby area. You know, standard shit, it sounds like to me. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Anyway, go to MMORPG.com. They've got a full trailer. Uh, And but according to uh, what I saw on Twitter this morning, they're like, this doesn't look like an upgrade. This looks like a brand new game. So yeah. Um, So yeah, find out more about that. Sorry, I forgot to pop that in there but uh in other news uh crowdfunding side scrolling 'em up sequel r-type final two which doesn't make any sense but we'll allow it uh <laughs> will la- we'll launch for playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc via steam in spring of 2021 uh, new screenshots and trailers were shown at TGS, and they also released this incredible press release. I'm going to try to gloss through it because uh, it sounds like it was uh, machine translated from dra- from Japanese. So uh, right. the, the headline to the to the uh, to the press release is the best R-type we can make now. Um, <laughs> so so they go on to talk about how 16-9 aspect ratio has become standard in side-scrolling shooter games are able to evolve into something more exciting uh we've got wave cannon attacks by trans dimensional fighters blah 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 i mean this is this is uh hard to read because it's just like gibberish uh but um uh new stages are planned I'm, I'm trying to pick out like the exciting parts the you know notable parts sure. so uh they're planning on releasing it's exciting already yeah, exactly. So uh, new stages will be added after the release of the game. So it sounds like they're planning on DLC. Um, the level of difficulty, according to them, will be automatically adjusted according to the player's ability. Now, this is this is unique because our type is notoriously a pretty unforgiving game. You know, it's pretty challenging um so so i'm wondering if you can shut that automatically adjusted difficulty off or how that actually works like if i'm just dying and dying and dying are they going to nerf it you know um so uh let's see uh exquisite gameplays will be met with higher difficulty levels which offer explosive increase of the scores it guarantees high playability of the game by score attack on the other hand those not familiar with our type and who are now or, and who are new to play side-scroller shooters uh, are given a moderate level of difficulty so they can avoid a gameplay that is too difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if you can shut that off, because I would love to just, you know, I mean, do it both ways, I guess. And, right. Um, either way. Uh, so the Wave Force and Force, you know, the the options still going to be there. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. That's an interesting technique. I, I wonder how that would even be done And it. And it does, like you'd said, I wonder if you can turn it off because that initially, like my first thought is, Ooh, I don't want the game to nerf it. I don't want the game to like massage itself to become some kind of a fluffy Kirby game where it's like oh, I it. <laughs> or, he died three times in the first stage. Let's make it easier for him. And then they start to build your own confidence. And you're like, I'm kicking this game's ass Yeah, and it's yeah. Just because the game is is put a diaper on you and put some that's so like oh look at that little fella poor guy yeah. I hear you. I don't want that I want to get my ass kicked and I want to get my ass kicked a lot like R-Type is supposed to
0: so it looks like they're going to have dozens of uh, ship options for you uh, including ones that uh, uh, appeared in previous R-Type uh games uh got the r9a the r9b etc etc and uh a greater variety and expressions of the force and wave cannons are will also be available and you can choose colors and decals for your ship to decorate them as well so there you go Um, next up i thought you might be interested in this one Uh, we i think we mentioned this one a while back but we've got more information the cotton reboot uh, will launch for PS4 and Switch on February 25th, 2021.
1: Pretty crazy. My uh, One of my good friends, Electro Hayes, is working on a remaster of uh, the soundtrack from the PC Engine cotton game and actually is, is now releasing it to the fans of soundtrack that he kind of did a merging of the arcade and the uh, TurboGrafx Super CD's uh, soundtracks together, and it's pretty damn impressive. I got to listen to some of the audio before everyone else and it's out there for everyone. I'm pretty sure that uh, they must have heard about this uh, little project by ElectroHaze and that's the (laughs) only reason they're coming out with it. It's gotta be. That's pretty exciting, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's the release date in Japan. No word yet on the United States. A price wasn't announced. It's also coming to Steam, uh, but no no date on that one. So also revealed with cotton was uh, the new enemy sweeping split shot and score boosting jewel fever systems for the game's arrange mode. As well as an easy mode for newcomers and an extreme mode for veteran players. Um, okay. Cotton Reboot will be based on the x68,000 version of Comic, Cotton, uh, which was brushed up from the original arcade release. It adds the new arrange mode uh, suited to current hardware specifications, and it also will include the original version of the game.
1: Nice. Well, that rocks. That's very cool. Yeah, um, man. if it's going to, were there any screenshots or anything, or was this just an announcement?
0: Yep, lots of screenshots. Uh, I think there is video out there, too. Uh, I, I got this article from Gematsu, so you can go uh, check it out there. Um,
1: check that out. Yeah, I'd love to see some kind of a graphic-like uh, update as far as like what we got in Dragon's Curse or the, the Wonder Boy games. Like, that would be really cool to see in the Cotton universe, I
0: think. Totally. Also from Gematsu, uh, they've got an article about Sega announcing a new Virtua Fighter project during uh, TGS.
1: That's crazy, dude. If there's a new Virtua Fighter, mm. mm-mm,
0: yeah. Mm-mm. So, the nature of the project isn't clear yet, but uh, so far, Sega is referring to it as Virtua Fighter X Esports. Um, this is apparently not a new Virtua Fighter game, so it's not. Virtual Fighter Six, um, on the project's official website, Sega says Virtual Fighter will be restarted as an esports title to commemorate the 60th anniversary of Sega's establishment. A teaser video shows mostly footage of a Virtual Fighter fighting game tournaments and ends with a shot of Akira, uh, who is the face. He's like the you know the Ryu of uh, Virtual Fighter. Um, so, Sega seems to be focusing on the competitive angle for its new Virtua Fighter project. Uh, so, similar to what they did with Puyo Puyo Esports, uh, also known as Puyo Puyo Champions. Um, and that's its tournament focused puzzle game. So, yeah, I'm interested. To, I'm, I'm just glad that Sega is acknowledging the existence of Virtual Fighter <laughs> again. It's been what, like 10 years? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it has been. Virtual Fighter Five was a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, you had me like really on the edge of my seat, and now I'm totally not interested anymore. I want to, <laughs> I want to know what the hell it is. But if it's not a new game, and if they're just like, oh, let's let's introduce a Virtual Fighter Five to the esports arena, like, oh, that's great. I know that uh, Virtual Fighter Five had actually been released again for the Xbox One and the PS Five, I believe, for a, like a download, like a ten dollars game or something like that. It was released yeah, a couple years ago or whatever. But nah. whatever. Who cares? I just want a new game.
0: Yeah. Um uh there's one other thing I want to mention. Um I I fucking I'm super prepared today. Um uh but uh, fuck it. I'm just just fucking forget it. <laughs> I'm not going to mention. Uh but uh in 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 a lot the short of it is that Mark McDonald and other folks uh in who are in Japan uh did a um uh did a uh showcase this past week of japanese indie games and uh it was it, it was like two hours long man it was like it was super long and they must have showed probably i don't know 50 60 games um and and i highly recommend uh taking the time to check it out i didn't get all the way through it because like i said it was fucking it was like hour and a half long it's it's like called a bosu or something like that um, but uh, i'm forgetting so what i'm going to recommend is checking uh going to twitter uh, looking up Mark McD on Twitter, Mark MacD on Twitter. Um, he's posting about it like constantly, um, and uh, and looking it up. Uh, there are tons of like really awesome creative games that uh, that they're showing on there, and a lot of those games are out now, like on Steam, um, and and you can purchase them for very cheap. Uh, if you're into indie games, if you're into like Japanese style stuff, uh, I highly recommend checking that out. So, yep. That's buddy. Buddy, that uh if you know and if i find that uh if i find the name of that presentation i will put it in our show notes how about that nice. all right That's man
1: great. very generous of you sir uh you know I should also mention that uh right now rocket league and destiny 2 are both free on the
0: playstation network they are man my my kid uh um uh has uh, been playing rocket league like crazy for the past like 24 hours because of that um, uh it's it's called sorry i found it it's called asobu a s o b u um right. and and i recommend looking it up on youtube it's it's well worth watching it's just a shitload of stuff uh and and there's there's stuff that's i was like this looks ridiculous but there's also stuff that i'm like damn this looks like something i really want to play so check it out right. asobu uh anyway ready for the new releases
1: i'm like yes i'm so excited
0: all right, here we go. Uh, we talked about this last week, but it's now coming to PC. We got Spelunky 2 uh, coming. Uh, and here we go. This is my pick of the week, man. And I think it might be yours, too. Super Mario Brothers 35 is coming on October 1st.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. Now, that's is that a free game? Or is that? A-
0: uh, it, it comes with Nintendo Online. So if you're a subscriber, boom, you're good to go
1: dang yes now i'm excited heck yeah Yeah. man that is my pick of the week that's gonna be great yeah totally
0: me too um warsaw for the switch here's another one for you ease origin for the switch yeah uh also out on the first uh and finally crash bandicoot 4 it's about time is going to be released and that's on ps4 and xbox
1: i've heard that game is about time
0: yeah, about time. Uh, and here's another one that I'm super interested in because of uh, the VR aspect. Uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. Squadrons for PS4, Xbox, and TC. Nice. Um, I'm yeah. definitely definitely picking that one up. Oh, I mentioned Warsaw earlier. That's also coming to PS4 and Xbox yeah i'll be picking up uh star wars squadrons for sure i gotta play that shit in vr the uh the star wars battlefront uh 2 vr level was just freaking incredible and i want more of that
1: nice that's super cool
0: so that's it for this week in new releases it is time for the game spotlight spotlight all right yeah. dude uh we're gonna talk about gradius today
1: we are yeah I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting um you know we're talking about r type um final two <laughs> which is kind <laughs> of a hilarious name but yeah. I, I'm thinking about thinking about another series exactly and one you know that when when konami was at a point in time when they were relevant in the gaming industry and they were pumping out gradius games and uh during the 8 and 16 bit era uh, that really revolutionized the entire shoot 'em up uh, genre of gaming. And uh, Gradius 4, we finally did get on the PS2 in the U.S. And then the last real new Gradius game that we got that was amazing um, mm-hmm. was Gradius 5 on the PS2. Yeah. And it, I, it's, uh, we're, we're about to celebrate the PS... Or, sorry, the PS2. Did I say PS5? PS2. Um, <laughs> we're about to celebrate a PS, PlayStation 5. And, and yeah. how long has it been since a new Gradius game has come out? Um, yeah that's 2004
0: it's 2004, it's 2004 yeah. when Gradius 5 came out
1: I knew that we did get Gradius Rebirth on the Wii which was cool um it was yeah. a very fun game. but those games were made to be new versions of like their arcade counterparts where they felt like a 90s arcade game or like a early Saturn late Super Nintendo type game uh, I loved Castlevania Adventure Rebirth I loved Contra Rebirth it's fantastic um which actually felt almost like a pseudo sequel to Contra Hardcore on the Genesis and, and Contra 3 kind of merged. Um, but, man, Gradius five was so good, and it was such a great game, and um, a lot of people don't necessarily know how amazing it was and how much effort was put into it, but it was actually a time when Konami went out and got another um, game uh, development hub to make a Gradius game for them, and it had a, had a lot to do with when Treasure and Konami were one company. Yeah. Um, treasure had made almost all of konami shoot 'em ups back in the day uh they had, were responsible for the original trilogy of gradius games they were also responsible for axolay on the super nintendo um, among other games and when treasure kind of split away from konami they had kind of started to hook up with sega and that's when gunstar heroes came out and Ikaruga on the dreamcast came out and we just missed out on so much great uh gradius games because of that and i think when konami kind of you know swallowed their pride and actually went back and hired Treasure to make another great Gradius game. That's when, uh, or Gradius, however you wanna pronounce it. I grew up saying Gradius, so. <laughs> yeah. man, it's true. It's, it's sad too, because we're so, would you say 16 years since the Gradius five had come out? Like, uh, man, an HD remake of that or anything, any kind of a collection would be amazing. Um, and then specifically, my favorite Gradius games are the ones that were um, in the 16-bit era. So I love Gradius 1 on the TurboGrafx PC Engine. I love 2 on the Turbo Graphics Super CD. Also, the Famicom version of Gradius 2 is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gradius 3 on the Super Nintendo, even with all its horrific slowdown, great, great games, awesome shoot-em-ups. Um, and, and something you kind of pointed out, too, in the R-Type news bit, um, that TVs now are 16 by 9, and there's that widescreen, um, you know, uh v- visual of a game and yeah if, if people are going to make side scrolling um shoot ups now it's it'd be the time to make those and it it's really weird too because when there's new ones that come out or new shoot 'em ups that come out on the ps4 or, or whatever when i look into them they're almost always um
0: vertical
1: uh, yeah vertical style and the only way to really take advantage of that or to enjoy the games in it's like real uh fulfilled way is to kind of do the tate mode or to turn your tv sideways yeah, to kind of experience that, and that's even if it comes with that uh, options you've been in the in the
0: game or not. Yeah, Man. and it's 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 a uh, it seems like you know the only uh, uh, horizontal uh, you know big name like classic horizontal shmup we get these days is Darius, you know, um, know. and, and uh, which is is fine, uh, but was never really my my thing, right? And um, I think. Uh, you know we can talk about a little bit the spin-offs of uh of Gradius which you know uh Parodius which was awesome. Uh I, I always loved playing Parodius. Um and uh the Odimedius which are games that I never really uh got into. Um I got a especially copy of that,
1: including the Pillow Wife of- <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah. That's so, right. Yeah. That's I've
1: right. never I still yet to open it. Uh wink wink. It's yeah. Bedroom, right? No. Um <laughs> But um, also, if you want to consider it a spin-off, I know most people, if you you talk to hardcore old-school Konami fans, they swear up and down it's its own series, but Salamander and Life Force. Yeah. When Life Force initially came out, when I was a child, I thought it was Gradius 2. I just assumed Life Force was Mm -hmm. the second game. And uh, then we got Gradius 3. It was like Gradius, Life Force, and Gradius 3. That's what I thought the series was until I was further along educated through Electronic Gaming Monthly or Nintendo Powers and stuff like that to find out that... We just didn't get a gradius 2 in the u.s like ever so <laughs> yeah um, it's kind of crazy to think that but man yeah so what would what would you consider your favorite gradius game then
0: uh five for sure without question i i i i, I adore treasure i have treasures one of my probably top five development studios of all time i just fucking love treasure okay. um so anything they touch generally is gold for me even even what's considered even the games that are considered to be like shitty you know uh treasure games i still like
1: um is spectacular yeah i was gonna yeah. say the same. uh gradius five just I, I thought maybe you'd pick a more retro one but if i had to go for a second favorite i would say gradius one on the pc engine i think that's such a good game yeah uh, so well done it's like a 16-bit upgrade to the arcade and nes original it's awesome uh yeah. but man yeah uh, what, what would be your favorite treasure game then man one more question for you
0: well, let's call that our last question. <laughs> All right, last question time. All right, my favorite treasure game. Boy, that's yeah. tough. Uh, that's, that's very very tough. Um, my my mind immediately goes to Radiant Silvergun. Um, Good game. Just because I love, I I just that it, it, it. There's so much to that game, man. It's so deep. Um, and it's, it's like a, it's like a shoot 'em up that you can just play and play and play and play and just get, keep getting so much out of it. Um, yep. I really, I really dug, uh, both sin and punishment games and then, um, you know, uh, Astro Boy, uh, for the Game Boy Advance was also great. Um, God, I, I just want to, I want to say all of them really, but, uh, if I had to choose one, I, I also have to mention Mischief Makers because, you know. That game's amazing um uh, but anyway uh, i'll i'll have to go with radiant silver gun what about you
1: well okay i am very disappointed that you did not say wario world i assume that <laughs> was your favorite because it is an amazing game
0: uh wario world was actually one of the first times i recognized the name treasure uh honestly yeah. um like i had played their games before that um, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really register with the name of the studio or anything. Uh, but Wario World on GameCube, I bought it at launch and I was like, oh, it's made by Treasure. Who the hell's that? And it turns Damn. out they made a bunch of games that I loved.
1: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Wario World. I think it's a pretty good game. Uh, but my favorite game uh, that Treasure ever did is also my favorite Sega Genesis game. And that's Gunstar Heroes. Absolutely oh. fantastic run-and-gun game i think it's got like you said replayability because of the difficulties um it is an ultimate like date night game if you've got a girlfriend who is even interested in video games or a friend in general you just grab two controllers and just go yeah. um it's so much fun and it's it's awesome because you if, worst case scenario you put it on easy and just enjoy the game and the visuals and just the balls to the walls absolute craziness of that game
0: it's fast yeah. awesome
1: the best thing it's the best running gun game ever it's better than contra 3 it's it's amazing
0: uh, i agree i love it i love that game um they uh they they their first game out of the out of the gate they nailed it so
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's a a. all right so uh, that's it for us uh if you want to find more of our shenanigans mojomenace.com where we have forums mojomenace.com slash forums Uh, In the forums at the top right, there's a link to our Discord channel. You don't have to be a member of the forums to get there. That's just where you get the link. Uh, And then um, on the social media, we are at Mojo Menace. And on YouTube, you can find us, youtube.com slash Mojo Menace, where Klaus and I do a Mojo show pretty regularly. Josh, where can they find you?
1: If you'd like to continue the conversation with me and discuss perhaps topics like how cereal is soup, you can always reach me at underscore Joshua Turbo. uh, that underscore. Don't forget it because it's the most important underscore in all of the internet. Thank you.
0: You almost blew your, uh, I your did. little I was thing like,
1: there. <laughs> in the middle of it. How pathetic.
0: All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.